Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I'm joined by Bill M., who is a magister for the Church of Satan. Now, I know what you're thinking. You hear Church of Satan and you think, you know, all the horrible negative stereotypes of what would be associated with the Church of Satan. But this is what this podcast is all about. This is all about clearing up those misconceptions and explaining exactly what the Church of Satan is, what their beliefs are, and all coming from an individual who is a good representative of the Church of Satan. Now, for full clarity, um, there's no goat or animal sacrifices. Um, They don't actually worship the devil. They don't even believe in the devil. They don't believe that deities or gods or supernatural things actually exist in that way. So there's none of that. And a lot he talks about, or Bill speaks about a lot of the misconceptions where they came from, sort of the Bible bashers in a lot of the 80s. I think the satanic panic is what people called them and these sort of things. So this conversation is all about talking about the church of Satan, what it's all about, as well as delving into some of the reasoning behind a lot of the bad name it's got. Now this is part one of the chat. Um, In part one we speak a lot about the Church of Satan specifically, whereas in part two we speak about a few different things. Um, At the end of the chat I'll come back at the end and I'll just give a few more details about next week's episode and the upcoming releases as well. But just for clarity, for this part, um, as I said, it's all about the details of the Church of Satan, what they actually believe, um, how Bill got into the Church of Satan and why he believes that's a fitting religion for his own sort of uh, ideological beliefs. Um, we talk about the music of Satan, uh, some of the podcasts and Radio Free Satan, um, part of being offended in social media, the Illuminati, uh, misconceptions around the number 666, uh, discrimination people feel, you know, and having to be like out of the closet with your own religious beliefs and things like that. So it's a very very fruitful conversation and if you're willing to sort of have an open mind and have your mind changed about the potential misconceptions you have about the church of satan this is going to be an absolutely fantastic podcast just before we get started, there's a promo for the Release the Clowns podcast, a fellow member of the Brit pod scene. Um, so, you know, be sure to check those guys out. And then we get straight onto the show. So thanks as always for tuning in, guys. And I'll be back at the end as usual for everything else. In a world of wonder. See? That's my feet! And horror. The military advised that the flesh-eating pigeons can only be stopped by destroying the brainstem, and that they do not poop. That makes no sense. Why did they do that? One podcast fights the forces of evil. The new and improved diabolical disintegrating death ray! (laughs) Triumphs over adversity. Now I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. And brings hope. Live your life. Joy. (laughs) And silliness. Perfectly normal. That podcast is Release the Clowns. Coming to ears near your head now. Release the Clowns sketch comedy podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and all reputable platforms. This is most pleasing. Yes, quite marvellous. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. Alrighty then. Well, I am joined today by a gentleman named Bill, and um, he's a part of a religion which I think has got the most amount of 
uh, sort of misconceptions around it, yet I think probably, or I'm almost certain, does the least amount of harm to anyone out of all the religions. So, uh, Bill, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, if you want to tell everyone what your religious affiliation is, and we can kind of jump off from there. Sure. I'm Bill M., and I am a magister of the Church of Satan. So I am a Satanist, and there's a lot of uh, uh, things attached to that word, I know, for a lot of people. We can go into details about that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when people hear Satanist, um, the first thing they think of is obviously worshipping the devil in a sense of, uh, to be honest, if if you choose me, for example, and you said, right, Satanist, first thing that comes to your head without thinking about anything is, okay, a pentagram, so people don't know, the, a five-sided star on the floor, drawn in blood with like a goat being sacrificed in the middle. Like that's like the the most ridiculous thing of just like Satanist, bam. Um, when obviously that's very, very far from the case. Um, so I've, I've looked up quite a lot uh, about the Church of Satan. I knew little bits and pieces about it. I knew that there was a lot of misconceptions before um, I reached out to you guys. Um, and I just thought, upon getting on your website and reading a lot of the things, I was just got more and more intrigued by it. And I was just like, I just really would like to talk to someone about this and just have it kind of flushed out a bit more. So that's kind of what why I wanted to... Uh, to get you on here so i suppose probably the the best thing to ask uh to begin with would be how did you find this religion is it a family was your family involved in the church of satan or was it sort of a thing you found yourself it was something i found on my own i had read up and researched um all different religions um i was raised under a particular religion found that to not be for me eventually um and then throughout my teenage years and my early 20s i started to you know as i said research and read about all different kinds of religions try different things and uh, nothing was really feeling like a fit and it was in my early 20s i read the satanic bible and felt that it was a really good fit for me even if it's not a good fit for necessarily everybody and from that point onward, I realized that Satanist was the most accurate title that reflected, you know, my philosophical outlook and my beliefs. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Obviously, it, it, one of the things that are kind of the goals of this podcast is to get rid of any of the misconceptions that come along with that, uh, because, you know, people, there's so many misconceptions about this, uh, the religion, it's, it's, it's actually baffling to me. Um, but then again, you're sort of the media uh, twists and turns everything to its own will, whether it's politics or a vast array of other subjects that we could get into. Um, so, I mean, with a lot of the religions, obviously, some of the heavy things is the indoctrination, is the, you know, uh, proselytizing, going out and saying, you know, join our religion. You know, you've got Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons who obviously knock doors. Uh, you've got a lot of people, especially in sort of Christianity and Islam, who want to convert people. And also in Islam, it's a lot if you apostate and you leave the religion, um, it's punished. You know, some people believe punishable by death. I believe it says uh, in the Quran, it's got quite a lot about punishment of people who um, leave the religion. Whereas the when I was looking up on uh, the Church of Satan site, it's none of that. There's no violence. There's no malice. In fact, I think one of the things uh, there was one of the questions was, uh, what happens if I believe a lot of these things? But there's a few core beliefs I disagree with, and I believe the th the phrasing was, you can use any of these uh, philosophies we have. You can live your life however you want to live it. You know, if you like some of these, just take it. Feel no pressure. You know, you just we want every individual to kind of go on in their way. So, could I ask you what? is the um what's the sort of the main part of satanism what's your your main ethos in a sense 
Well, I would point out, first of all, um, you know, we call it Satanism. It's not Satan worship. It's Satanism mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's to us the adversarial religion that uses Satan as a most fitting symbol for the life enriching things that have always been given the devil's name. Things like pride, lust, greed, uh, earthly success, materialistic joy, rational self-interest, uh, humor, nonconformity, atheism, science, uh, being selective about who we love and who we don't love. And, um, you know, we believe that self-empowerment doesn't come from self-righteously denying these things, but embracing them. And, um, you know, we use Satan as the fitting mascot for all of those ideals. Yeah, I mean, I think with um, the story of Lucifer, uh, I think, I don't know the exact specifics of this, so you may need to help me out if, if I mess this up, but I think it was basically uh, Lucifer and God essentially just had a disagreement about the way God was essentially treating uh, humans, and so God was, uh, well, obviously, this is in religious doctrine, which neither yourself or myself uh, believe in, but in the in the Bible and things, you know, it's, oh, you disagree with me? Okay, you go into hell. That's it. It's just like God is this sort of huge, omnipotent being that basically punishes anyone who disagrees with them. Uh, as I think Ricky Gervais said, he's some sort of like psychopath, essentially. You know, he's just this ego-driven psychopath. The, the, the entirety of essentially the Old Testament is him basically living up his own ego. Well, that whole story about Lucifer being the fallen angel, believe it or not, doesn't actually come from the Bible. It comes from other stories like Milton's Paradise Lost and stuff like that, which, which as a Satanist, I can still, you know, take and appreciate. Mm -hmm. But um, it's funny how many Christians I run into say, oh, you know, in, in Lucifer was cast out of heaven and blah, 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 and Isaiah 14, whatever it is. And I'm like, no, if you actually read that passage in the Bible, it's a translation of the Hebrew word uh, hail, which means morning star, and it's comparing the descent of Venus in the night sky to this king's reign and blah, blah, blah. You know. mm. Christians yeah, that, usually hate it when you find out they, you, you know, you might know more about their book than they do. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, m myself in my uh, in my teens. Um, I mean, I was I was in a, I went to a Catholic uh, school when I was much younger. Um, ah, here we call it as well. That's not yeah. why I'm a Satanist, but anyway. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say one of the reasons that I would have thought myself as such a almost militant atheist was probably because I was sort of in a Catholic school until I was about ten, and I'd always have all these questions, you know, and the answer to the majority of the questions, uh, if in the Catholic religion is because god and then if you ask too many it's stop asking these questions uh christianity is a bit more lax on a lot of these things i know catholicism does fall within christianity but neither of my parents are religious so they put me in a catholic school i don't know why but in my teen years i i started to become very resentful to a lot of religion you know once you get a bit older and you become a teenager especially with uh obviously right now i'm only 25 ish so it's basically you know, when I was a teenager 10 years ago, the internet was a thing. So you could look up all these things and I just look up and it's like, oh, there's all these hypocrisies in the Bible. Oh, there's all these things that are causing like, you know, so many things in history, like the dark ages and stuff of like, I think the treatment of, I believe it was Galileo because he said that we revolved around the sun and then he was just locked up for his entire life. Uh, and it's all these things. And it's like, all this is linked or caused by sort of people thinking that their own view on how the universe is is so superior that you silence anyone else and obviously the church of satan is is the opposite of that it, it, it essentially literally says just do essentially just do what you want it, it's a very much it's almost i know that you guys say on the site it says it, it's basically like the atheist's religion in a sense because, because well it is an, it is an example of a non-theistic religion we're not the only non-theistic yeah. religion out there mm -hmm. but 
Yeah, it's it's not we we don't embrace uh, reckless hedonism either. This isn't a do anything what you want to any person and <laughs> you know for, forget any kind of consequences. No, yeah. I, you know this is a religion for adults and you know grown ups have a thing called foresight and you know realizing I I, I want to do actions that benefit myself, but obviously I want to think long term when it comes to certain actions. Uh, you know what consequence might this have? Um, you know, if my neighbor's playing music loud, maybe my impulse might be, oh, yeah, I want to kill that person. But obviously, no, I'm not going to do that because that's going to lead to far more trouble than the stereo being too loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I, I believe I misspoke. I do want to say I didn't mean to say yeah, you do anything because that makes it sound like you are just anarchist. And yeah, around, just which, yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I want to have you uh, here for to uh, clarify things. And so, with with the Church of Satan, essentially, how how does it get started? Then that's, that's a good kind of way to sort of uh, jump off point. Um, I know a small amount. It's uh, nineteen sixty six, but I think it's probably best if uh, it comes from you. Well, Anton LaVey out in San Francisco, he was uh, out in, the, in San Francisco in the 1960s. Um, so this is the heart of the whole counterculture movement, really. And he originally started a group called the Magic Circle, which was just for people who might be interested in strange, weird phenomena. And then it kind of eventually grew into the Church of Satan as he came up with his own philosophy based off of his own observations like any philosopher he had his own personal experiences along with his share of influences which you know he openly acknowledged and codified a religion actually called satanism that embraced the ideals that i mentioned before now before the church of satan was established there were um the occasional people like devil worshipers though it's hard to say how many of them were actually real and how many of them were just fictional tales from Christian scare propaganda and the like. And you had occultists and people, you know, like Aleister Crowley. But there was no actual religion calling itself Satanism. And, you know, and in, at that, an actual codified religion, something that had full details that went beyond blasphemy and ritual, but had a philosophy attachment to it. Yeah, well, it's... With one of the key things with uh, Satanism is that yourselves do not actually believe in Satan as a physical being, you, you, because obviously that would ver since if you did believe that you would it would verify the Bible. Uh, well, obviously we've established that the Bible and the Lucifer story, but it would establish a lot of the uh, the things that come along with Christianity. So, yeah, well, I mean, we believe all deities are essentially the inventions of the human imagination; they're projections of the human ego onto things. Um, so we believe, you know, all deities are made up, including Satan. But again, we pick Satan because he's the most apt, apt metaphor in Western culture for mm, yeah. being a mascot, a mythological figure that represents the adversary and all that. Satan itself, the word means adversary, and it comes from the old Hebrew. Yeah, that's that's very interesting, and I've seen a few things online about uh, this, like this, uh, like a meme, they basically say, you know, oh. Um, if hell was an actual place, that's the only place anyone would really want to go because absolutely everything that's even remotely enjoyable is basically a sin, you know, depending on how far you delve. And obviously one thing that 
I mean, there's a lot of religions that I'm quite neutral towards. You know, Buddhism, for example. I mean, I think there has been violence in the past that has been linked to Buddhism, um, but I only know about that because of the film Silence, um, which is what I think uh, where the Christians were trying to go over um, and convert a lot of people. And then the main religion, I think, I think it was Japan, uh, well, the main religion was Buddhist, and then they would essentially run out or execute people trying to come into their country and convert people. That's basically all i know about uh buddhist persecution well there is some bloody history with the uh the role of the dalai lama in tibet and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i don't know too many of the details but it, it's certainly not a 100 percent peacefully you know historical religion <laughs> well, yeah peaceful what that happens with uh, i think people that's the problem is we're yeah, so sure. imperfect it's the communism for example it should be in I, idealistically it should be perfect but it it doesn't work at all it's, it's every example we've had in history just completely crumbles and it's the same with one of the things with religion is you know uh the the issue if i use christianity as the example catholicism is you've got you've got this hierarchy behind it of essentially god talks to this one guy and then this one guy talks to the rest of us and you're all basically imperfect and you should be lucky that this god loves you and you should really like basically be begging for his love your entire life and it's like why would i i've always said like if i died and went to like heaven and i stood in front of god i live my life as a good person if he looked past that and said you were all these good things you contributed positively to people's lives but because you didn't worship me you're going to hell. That's not the kind of God I want to worship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, not all Christians necessarily believe all non-Christians are going to go to hell. No, but, no, no. Um, they certainly have, have some other theological issues to sort out, I think. <laughs> yeah, precisely. I mean, one of the things um, with the Church uh, of Satan, which I realized, which I noticed um, when reading upon, was... You're, you're all completely fine with homosexuality, uh, transgender, all these sorts of other things. And I think it, you go ahead. Yeah, we, we, I was just going to say we say explicitly in the Satanic Bible that Satanism condones any any of those things, any sort of form of sexuality involving two, you know, or two or more for that matter, consensually, you know, adult consenting adult humans. Hmm, yeah and that's one of the that was i think that was the first thing um a friend of mine uh, tj i think she's been on my show a few times and um she i think was the first person years ago to tell me uh anything about the church of satan and um, she's not a satanist but she just uh, like me is quite interested in a variety of religions in certain ways and she said one of the funniest things is is that in the literal doctrine of satanism it says obviously when it comes to sex it has to be consenting adults it's, it's it's within as you've just as you've just said so in the doctrine is literally saying don't like sexually abuse people do not rape people do not do this and the bible looks at or the christianity catholicism looks upon sort of the church of satan with this evil and yet catholics i'm not saying obviously all catholics rape children but there's a weird thing where i have a difficult time with the fact that they align themselves with people who are getting away with a child molestation and they're not being held accountable they just get moved to the vatican which obviously is its own country so you just get moved there after you know fucking loads of children and then you get away completely free with it living in a nice little city country <laughs> and there's no repercussions so well church yeah. of satan's policy is if you're found to be a pedophile you're out there's no question goodbye 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what everyone should be. Whereas, yeah, the shining, <laughs> the shining opal of truth of Christianity and Catholicism just quietly hides them away and doesn't do anything about them, which is just another one of those <laughs> kind of, if it wasn't such a horrendous subject and so many people suffering, it would be a really funny thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You've uh, got to have some kind of gallows humor, I think, when dealing with the subjects like this. I could imagine so. I mean, with um, with yourself as an individual, uh, do you find yourself uh, do you find yourself easily offended by many things out of interest? Um, I'd like to say no, but maybe I do get offended by uh, things. I think I think just about everybody these days is um, you know, probably offended by something. A lot of people think, oh, the problem is everybody is now offended by everything today. And my personal take is no. I think the problem is that now with social media. When you put up anything on any subject, there's always going to be somebody on the planet who's offended by that, however rare of a topic it is. But because of the internet, it makes it easier to connect <laughs> the, yeah. the offensive material to the offended. Uh, that that's my personal. Yeah, I, I as, as, but as far sense. as like you know, blue humor, uh, you know, things like that, I, I wouldn't say that offends me. I'm not a prude. <laughs> no, well, I I I do find it quite funny where. Um, when you mentioned about you know uh, between two consenting adults and then you suddenly changed and you said well more than two set, uh, consenting adults it doesn't have to be that yeah i realized like yeah well, actually that, that's okay too yeah it's just it, you know people it's that i mean my sort of philosophy especially in the recent years has kind of been pe let people do whatever they want as long as they aren't harming anyone else um and they aren't causing like detriment to anything else including like animals and that sort of thing within reason obviously you know storing an ant hill in your garden is a little bit different to you know murdering puppies but it's uh it's one of those um i was gonna ask also i'm just interested in what sort of uh, music you are into uh as an individual but also if there's any music associated with the church we actually have a list of um we have we have a suggested music list, and also in Blanche Barton, who was uh, the high priestess at some point, um, she published a book. It's long out of long out of print, called The Church of Satan, which was about her history and all that. And there was an appendix in the back of music, and the musical list was more so an example of songs with devilish or dark themes that came out before rock and roll. Because the assumption, of course, is that since I'm a Satanist, that, oh, I must listen to, you know, heavy metal. I must listen to black metal, death metal. Mm. I get a lot of people who send me <laughs> once in a while, I'll get an email saying, um, you know, hey, you're on Radio Free Satan. Can you play this, uh, you know, our demo, this death metal band? And I'm like, uh, you know, like my, my, my podcast is a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, uh, I'll make sure I link to that as well, um, to your podcast, because I did listen to it. I listened to uh, one of the ones where it's a lot about Bill Hicks. Uh, you're playing a lot of Bill Hicks bits. I don't know if that's a bit too vague for you, um, but it was, it was one of the more recent ones. I thought it was really entertaining. Uh, I did really enjoy your podcast. It was really cool. And I know that um, it's part of a network, isn't it? Yeah. So um, to get on to that subject briefly, Radio Free Satan was established by a bunch of Church of Satan members in the year 2000. And it's been a network of podcasts ever since then. It was originally a streaming service, so the, all the shows were streamed. But then uh, by the mid-2000s, the, the term podcast came into being, and the technology was finally available where, you know, not everybody was on 56 dial-up modems. So <laughs> we could, uh, you know, afford to have our, our shows together and downloadable that way. So I've been doing a 
comedy podcast for almost uh, almost 16 years now. Oh, wow. That's, I didn't realize it was going for that long. Well, fantastic. It's, it's funny because mine's only been going for like a, a little over a year and a half. So I'm like the, the baby compared to you. <laughs> like well, the, the... I, I still say even if you've gotten like more than say like 10 episodes of a podcast, you're still far ahead of most other podcasts that have ever been created because some people never get up to like a 10th episode of anything or some, I've seen some podcasts that like disappear after one episode, you know, start off promising. And then I think people realize, Oh wait, this actually takes some work to do and you got to keep coming up with stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, if it's a comedy podcast, especially you need to, that's why my podcast is quite easy for me because I just basically contact people who are more interesting than myself and then just chat to them <laughs> and put it online. It's like easy for me. I don't have to think about anything. I just, you know, kind of spit off and go. But um, I was going to say, with the, in line with the music thing, um, one of the reasons I brought it up was because uh, in myself, I like relatively every genre of music, including death metal and uh, a lot of the heavy metals. And one of the things I, I found about myself when liking that sort of thing, I mean, I'm, I'm just like a, I'm a young millennial, I'm white, I'm obviously a dude. So if looking in the eyes of sort of uh, inclusion, there's not been a lot of discrimination or prejudice against me based on appearance or anything. However, one thing about myself which has always been um, mocked and was kind of discriminated against, I don't want to like parallel it to anything like severe like racism or anything or homophobia, but the main way in my life I've been uh, seen as an outcast or an outlier is my music taste. And I love you know, Sia, for example. Sia is one of my favourite artists ever, and she's huge, obviously. I do like a bit of Lady Gaga. I also love rap music. But I also, and you say all these things to people, and they just nod, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go, oh, I like a bit of classical. Oh, I like a bit of songs and musicals. And they go, yeah, I like, a, I like a bit of death metal. And they suddenly go, what? You like that <laughs> shouty stuff? It's like, it's not quite that simple. It's a bit more complex than that. But it's like, I thought it's just, just all noise and all shouting. It's like, there's actually festivals across the world, like hundreds of thousands of people going to it. Do you really think that millions of people on the whole planet would actually all just unanimously go, yeah, there's hundreds of thousands of uh, different metal bands, but they all sound exactly the same. And that's what we all love. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally not into, I never got into death metal or, or black metal. And I know there's a difference between those two subgenres, but... Um, yeah, I never got into it, but I do know that whenever there's a genre of music a person doesn't listen to, they're going to often claim it sounds all the same, whether it's death metal or rap or country or, you know, anything. Um, and, you know, as I said, even though if I don't listen to it, I certainly acknowledge that, yeah, there's, there's certainly some variations within there, differences within that, even if... I might not be finally attuned to them. Mm, that's that's a good way to be. That's what I mean. When I was younger, I was a bit more uh, elitist. I, I liked I liked rap, rock, and metal. That was more or less it. There was a little bit of alternative rock I liked, but that was it. And as I've gotten older, my my it's almost done sort of the opposite as everyone else. Most other people seem to like. I've seen teenagers. I suppose it is associated with punk and metal and all that sort of jazz. But like as I've gotten older, my my uh, horizons have expanded. And um, the the reason I brought up the metal thing is because. Uh, Obviously, it it being, I call it, it's alternative music. It's alternative to the mainstream, and and I find that the Church of Satan is like an alternative religion in a sense. It's not among the big, you know. If you say name a religion, people are going to probably say Christianity, Buddhism, and Islam. That's probably I'd imagine if you don't include Catholicism, that's 
and maybe Hinduism. Well, Catholicism of... is a denomination of Christianity. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I kind of didn't include it to begin with, but some people, it's, I suppose when it's in the census and things, it is included within that, but it's not included as one of the big ones. Yet, I find it's one of the most fruitful from uh, all that I've seen about it. And it's and it, all the things that I've read about it, not only from uh, the Church of Satan website, but also I read a few things, some articles from other places and these sort of things. And it just seems an alien to me, the amount of misconceptions that happened. I mean, uh, would you care to... I think it was in the I think eighties or around that sort of region um, when a lot of the big hysteria came about, and I would love you to sort of go yeah, into some I, of that. Well, I can certainly speak to that not only as a Satanist but also as somebody who was a teenager in the nineteen eighties during the whole satanic panic, as it's been. <laughs> yeah, there there was a widespread belief, especially here in the states, um, that during the 1980s that there were roving bands of devil worshipers that were in almost like every town who were kidnapping babies and eating them <laughs> and somehow connected in all of this was heavy metal as well as like dungeon dungeons and dragons and the rising problem of drugs at the time um people kind of made this connection in their heads that if you got into one thing it would lead to all the others and you know, they were all interconnected. Um, and during the day, you would see daytime talk shows, uh, Donahue, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, and people like that. Um, Geraldo, especially. It was quite big at the time during the 1980s to have sensationalist talk shows that were kind of like tabloids in a talk show format, mm. talking about controversial things. And sat quote unquote Satanism would be quite a hot topic. And you would see on some of these shows that they would get people like myself, people from the Church of Satan uh, as representatives. But then we'd be sitting next to, um, you know, some Jesus freak preacher on one <laughs> side who, you know, believes all these th things are happening, makes all these claims and people believe them. And then on the other side, some random crazy person who just happened to channel his uh you know horrific acts through a devilish aesthetic mm. and call call himself a satanist even though he has absolutely nothing in common with us belief wise and these other two people would get to talk for you know 30 minutes and it's like okay you know church of satan you get 30 seconds for a rebuttal <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but certain there were certainly, you know, that was kind of the typical format for a lot of these shows. Yeah, they don't want to have a discussion, or an open discussion. What they want to do is look like they're having an open discussion, but really skew it in their favor. But I can understand why, you know, I understand why people have the misperceptions of Satanism if their only sources of information on Satanism has have been... Um, you know, Christian propaganda tracks and bad horror movies <laughs> and, you know, talk shows like that. And mm. on top of that, they may probably not know any Satanists, at least none who are out of the closet personally, because it is a very minority religion. It always will be a minority religion. We're fine with that. It's, you know, it's adversarial by definition, so it's never, ever going to be mainstream. Mm. Um. So I understand where those misperceptions come from, uh, which is why it's good to have the Church of Satan and, you know, a central source you can go to to get things from the horse's mouth. Yeah, ex exactly. And one of the things is kind of, it's one of the 
obviously it, it, it backs up your beliefs in your religion but it, i think it potentially does hinder you in the same way which is the fact that you guys don't proselytize you're not going out there trying to convert people to your religion because because it's not about that and i really appreciate no, it's, the philosophy. Yeah, it, it would be antithetical to us because we believe satanism is a thing that should just naturally fit it's something that's not for everybody and to try to indoctrinate somebody into satanism to us that just doesn't work um you know if, if somebody was able to really change their beliefs based on that kind of apprehension or getting you know through indoctrination is that the kind of person we really want <laughs> <laughs> that's a very so good we don't we don't proselytize it. and if anything we're telling people every day like you know who want to join us like no go away <laughs> um, there's some people who are sincere you know take the time to research and say yeah you know this sounds interesting to me i'd like to learn more but then you have a lot of people who um from nigeria especially oh my god there are i, I don't know how this happened but apparently the entire country of nigeria not only believes in the illuminati but believes that any website with Satan in the name is the Illuminati and that they're giving away millionaire job positions to complete strangers. <laughs> These are people who don't even have the courtesy to send a CV, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we tell these people every day, like on some of these sites, like go away, even radio free Satan, who's not the church of Satan, just, you know, as a podcast <laughs> entity. Yeah, gets gets messages about at least like once a week saying I want to join you know your cult. <laughs> That's insane. Um, I was just gonna say like um one of the things that um, I believe I mentioned it in uh, in the email to you. I just thought I, I actually laughed out loud when I was uh, reading it. Was um it's just on the Q and A of the Church of Satan website and um I just I want to read this tiny little bit which it just says um it's a quest question. I am Satan or the Antichrist. I want um, you to recognize this and help me realize my destiny. What will I do? And then the, your guy's answer is, we don't believe in such myths. Seek help from a local mental health professionals to assist you to get over these delusions. And it's just that blunt bluntness that is brilliant. I just think that's so funny because you guys must get, as you, obviously you've just said about... Uh, that is a Nigeria. frequently asked question. We do get you know lunatics like that who <laughs> contact yeah. us. Well, that's the thing is, is people who was trying uh, either try to try and validate their heinous acts or their own insanity or they're trying so hard to seem edgy and cool and they think, what's the coolest, most edgy, rebellious thing I can do? I can worship Satan. Oh, how do I do that? Let's just Google Church of Satan. Let's not look or, at anything or, and just message yeah. them. Or ironically enough, like they get their information again on Satanism from like christian propaganda stories and they figure oh that's what satanists do well then i gotta go copy these kind of kinds of things that you know that they're describing like oh i have to kill a goat or something okay <laughs> do you um do you as an individual um obviously when i air the podcast things i don't know your surname anyway but i wouldn't uh, air it even if i knew it but do you find that you have to be so sort of in the closet with this as you, you mentioned earlier about certain people are uh, in your personal life are you uh sort of out of the closet as well or are you quite open with it it depends on who the circle in my life is when it comes to my professional life i'm in the closet about it you know i don't wear my uh, sigil baphomet necklace outside of my shirt in the office i don't tell co-workers about my religion um and it's not because i'm ashamed of who i am or you know i, I take absolutely no shame in being a satanist but i'm also practical i know the reality and even though we even though we do have laws in the US that protect against discrimination i know that the reality is that 
there are some people, you know, say some might be really fundamentalist Christian and really paranoid, um, find out I'm a Satanist and then may try to make uh, my work life life difficult for me. Or, you know, find some loopholes that where I don't get a promotion or something like that. Mm. Um, but I, uh, on top of that, I also believe that religion really shouldn't be in the workplace in the first place. Mm. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, one of the things that um, I dislike about a lot of organized religions, that one of the things that I've, I've said numerous times is I haven't got an issue with religion. I have an issue with organized religion, uh, only in the sense that... It should be your own perception on the world. It should be your own spiritual journey. You know, what one believes happens after they die shouldn't affect anyone else at all. And having a book that tells you, oh, well, you know, you can go to heaven if you're really nice, but gays aren't allowed. It's like, I know it's not that simple in the Bible, and I'm oversimplifying and also joke to translation and things, but it's, it's that sort of thinking, which is, it's so frustrating uh, when you, like, you can see all the good that, christianity is almost trying to do in a lot of ways but because of people basically just ruining it then it essentially gets twisted and there's a lot of the sort of things details in there that shouldn't be picked up by people does get picked up by people and that's probably one of the reasons you guys are another reason why you guys are more like don't come here like don't if you're going to try and come over here and then just absorb our religion so you can basically just force your will upon other people or try and you know do horrible things and then try and find some sort of like a loophole in our uh, doctrine or try and translate like a specific line and then say it's just down to interpretation and you, yeah. I can imagine that it's, it's a lot, lot of people because the your religion is from what I read about it a lot of it was almost uh, it was obviously uh, LeVay's own spirituality and how he kind of perceived things but was there also a part of it that was how it kind of got started kind of almost like a, a rebellion against Catholicism and Christianity, I mean, in a sense, uh, was that like a, a, a slight part of it or am I misinterpreting that? No, I mean that, well, I mean, since the U S is a predominantly Christian nation, that's part of, uh, why you might find some, some of the blasphemy elements in Satanism, but, um, belief wise, Satanism is just as anti christian as it is anti-buddhist or anti-islam or anti-hindu um, since we do live in the united states the majority of theocrats we run into are inevitably going to be christians so uh, it's really a gross i'm not saying you do this but other, other people have made the gross oversimplification that oh it's just reverse christianity or it's just anti-christianity or well, if you're going to go after these other religions, why pick Satan? Isn't uh, Satan only the Christian bad guy? And as I already explained, that's not really the case. Satan goes back all the way to the Hebrew word. And more importantly, is just forgetting about in specific religions. Satan is still in this zeitgeist in, the, in Western modern culture, the, the ultimate rebel of everybody else in mythology. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have the same. It, it has a much more emotional appeal to it than if we were to call ourselves, I don't know, like Lokiism or you know, name ourselves after some other character mm. from mythology. It doesn't have yeah. the same appeal. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the the brilliant. Uh, I think the word is antithesis of it all. It's it's just you know, the the it's. It, I think with Satanism, one of the one of the beauties of it as well, with people sort of getting into uh, your religion, is 
the only way you can truly understand it is if you actually spend time and look at it in the way it's being presented like read into it you sort of a lot of your um, information is online you can look into that and if that's the sort of thing that you're into you can delve deeper whereas a lot of the other things are kind of already assumed you know as you've pointed out and as i've come into contact with before the amount of christians that you come that one comes into contact with and then they start either quoting bible verses at you or you start talking about a certain thing in the bible and they have no idea what you're talking about and it's just like this is meant to be something that's meant to be so close and dear to you and everyone can do with religion uh however they choose but one would assume that if someone is willing to you know wear a cross and preach this whole thing about their the sort of religious ideals that they would have actually read the doctrine properly and would even know what they actually believe I was also going to say uh, one of the things uh, I've noticed is uh, number six six six. That's uh, I just thought there was a little bit on the website about that and about want, the number itself. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those things where I think it was to do with uh, Emperor Nero. Uh, I, I don't know the exact specifics about that. I don't know if you could sort of uh, clarify that. I'm aware it's not specifically in tune to your religion, but I'm just trying to. Have, yeah. A lot of the things I read, I'm kind of trying to. Uh, say things to you and then make sure people don't get things misconstrued well 666 the number 666 like inverted crosses is an, one of these things that often gets associated as being a satanic thing um the number the that association comes from the bible from the book of revelation at the end of revelation chapter 13 uh it talks about the number of the beast being the human number the num number is 666 there's lots of interpretations of to what that actually means. Uh, there are some people who believed it was actually the number of Nero, uh, you know, who watched Rome burn. There are other, I, I read some other articles saying that they found older sources saying that the real number was 616. Um, mm. Regardless of what that actually means, what the origins are, as Satanists, we recognize that there's a certain psychological stigma attached to that number. Um, you know, it is a number with, with character and people have a certain emotional association to it. So as Satanists, um, if we want to make use of that, uh, you know, that fear and that, that, or that power that people have psychologically adapted, adapted to it, then we don't see a problem with that. Um, <laughs> on June 6th, 2006, for example, we had, a high mass. We use that as an excuse to have a huge uh, ritual together for six six oh six. And again, amazing. yeah, um, which I was at, which was uh, quite an am amazing, amazing uh, experience. There's some video footage, but the video footage just doesn't do it justice when you're looking at things in a you know a sixteen by nine <laughs> screen versus being in an entire room with people all around you saying hail satan at the same time yeah it's, it's that it's a different thing. experience yeah it's like being at a concert versus watching concert video exactly yeah i was actually about to compare it to that because there's there's some people i know who've never been to like a live show and i can't believe uh, that personally nor can i it's it, I'm, it baffles me as well and usually they're the kind of people who say no oh, it doesn't really make a difference it's like oh god <laughs> i feel sorry for you you're so wrong <laughs> but um well, with the with the church, um, what is the sort of uh, community element of it? Is it because um, obviously with Christianity, you can basically just show up at a church and you're just there, and then you're surrounded by uh, allegedly like-minded people, and then you will you know, yeah. sit there and listen. With the Church of Satan, do yourselves have that sort of thing, or is it more of a 
so how how is that? Do you guys have congressional masses and things? Or no, we're not. We're not a congregational religion at all. Um, it's possible for a Satanist or even a um, a Satanist to join the Church of Satan. By the way, joining the Church of Satan isn't a requirement to being a, a Satanist. We're pretty clear about that. But there are some Church of Satan members who join and have absolutely no desire to meet up in person with any other Satanists. So uh, a better description is um, a cabal um, is how we sometimes describe ourselves, as we're a collection of people who are bounded by that philosophy, but not necessarily a community in the congregational sense. Um, if you want to do some kind of satanic ritual the tools are pretty easy to find and all the instructions on doing that and the reasons why we have that are all in the satanic bible and anybody can you know buy the book and get supplies and do it yeah um group group rituals as well get you can get people together to do that and what would a ritual um is there like some sort of uh like a standard sort of ritual that yourselves uh do or is there it's kind of down to interpretation or there is a standard 13-step um, ritual that's in the Satanic Bible, and you it's set up in such a way that it's very easy to go take it and customize it um, for what you want to do. So even though we don't believe in deities, we do realize that um, religion and ritualistic expression especially is something that humans have invented and use and continue to use even outside of a religious context. Um, you know, we, we blow a bunch of flaming sticks off of a cake to celebrate a year of our birth. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we cut open a, a ribbon, uh, to open a new store, for example. So, you know, we are a very rit ritualistically orientated kind of species overall. And we recognize that there is a psychological power in ritual. So we view ritual as um, psychodrama, as a place where you willingly suspend disbelief just in a controlled situation to emotionally get things out or to celebrate a certain event. Mm. And then when it's done, you're, you know, just mentally back in the real yeah. world. And just feeling a bit better and things. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see that. And, what um I think one of the things that it says on your site or um was essentially like a lot of the progression you guys see uh in the world came from the people who rebelling against uh sort of the religion. It was a lot of the people who did the best in science and philosophy it was achieved by the the biggest rebels in that sort of field. Sure. And it's it's nice that yourselves have a pragmatic approach to sort of you you look at religion uh as a whole and you kind of go well you know these elements of it are beneficial if from like a psychological point of view and an evolutionary uh point of view you know you see shamans over probably forever of humans human existence you know shamanic rituals even when we were like hunter gatherers all around the world it was just you, know, you sit around the bonfire with your fellow man or woman or whatever and you just talk and you do these things and as we've kind of built up the concrete jungle it's we've lost a lot of that so as we said earlier with gigs and things you know when you go to a gig the atmosphere especially for me personally i've been to a few varieties of gigs but a lot of the time when you see like a an unknown band where it's a bit more of like a niche people in a sense it can be a bit more uh gratifying and i can imagine you know not to take away from sort of the church of christianity but you know anyone could go to like a, a christian church or catholic church and just go in and see that but there must be that nice sort of even if it's just in the back of your head, that little thing of like, this is our little thing and not that many people get to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain intimacy uh, within that and that further 
reinforces a psychological, you know, phenomenon of uh, putting more importance in it. Um, but the other thing also uh, to talk about, you know, community versus congregational things, we realize that not every Satanist has the same exact need for ritualistic expression at, at the same level in the same form. So that's one of many reasons why we don't congregate regularly, you know, like go to some place every week, because it's going to be different for different people. And also the fact that just because I'm a Satanist doesn't mean that if there are other Satanists in my area, I'm necessarily going to get along with them. You know, I, I just might not get along with them as people. And that's fine. We're not expected to all get along. Hmm. That's a, that's a very uh, good mentality to have. You know, too often do people assume, oh, we're the same religion or we like the same music or that means we're definitely going to get along. And I was going to say, uh, in, in the religion, is there like a hierarchy of uh, being? I know, I understand there's the, the high priest and the high priestess who uh, at the moment, I know the high priest is at Peter Gilmore. Yes. Yeah. How does well, that there's, work? There's, well, there's the hierarchy of the Church of Satan as an organization. Um, when it comes to the religion itself that we're representing, Satanism, the it, it's based very much on individuality and the individual Satanist, we say, is his or her own god or goddess. Um, because, as we said, uh, as I said, we believe that... The notion of deities is a human invention. Um, it's sort of an e ego projection. You take these ideas of people you have in you know, your head and ideals and project it outwardly. And that's sort of where we come up with the concept of deities. But um, as a Satanist, I am my own god in the sense that I am ultimately the one who matters the most to me. I'm the one most responsible for what I do in my life and so on. So we take that position within that but getting back to the hierarchy of the actual organization um again this comes down to the practicality of it's good to have some people who can represent you know the religion maybe better than some other people can might be more articulate and this and that so we have different levels of membership um and the ranking is based entirely off of how well we see an individual doing in the real world. How well are they applying Satanism in their lives and making something out of it? Um, so we have a registered membership and then active membership. And then from there we have uh, the titles. And again, these are honorary titles, uh, which for female warlock for male, then priest priestess. And then up above that magister magistra which is where I am. I'm one of the magisters. Mm -hmm. Then up at the top is Magus. Um, so Magus Gilmore is a, their high priest. His wife, Peggy Nadrami, is a high priestess as well. I see, I see. Um, so does that mean... Uh, obviously, uh, two questions, Karen, I'm trying to say them both at once. Um, have you... I assume you've met uh, Peter Gilmore. Then, is that, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I consider uh, him a friend. Oh, awesome. That must be quite interesting. And did you uh, know personally uh, LaVey? I did not. I joined right around uh, the time he passed away. That was so I, yeah, I never it? got a chance to meet him. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a big shame. Um, it'd been, I mean, 
I mean, I'm not obviously even a part of your religion, but just to have a conversation with someone like that. I mean, a lot of the things on your site talking about him and a lot of his beliefs and even just someone starting off their own religion and it not turning into some sort of weird sex cult that goes off into the weird (laughs) in the middle of a forest. Then everyone either commits mass suicide or the cult leader ends up fucking everyone's wives for the entirety of it and it crumbling. It's quite nice to see a religion come out in the last hundred years that doesn't do that. Well, I was thinking if I had the if I ever did have that opportunity to meet Anton LaVey, I probably would have ended up talking about music the whole time. Oh yeah, what sort of music similarities do you two uh, share? He was a musician, and he was a musicologist as well, in that he was really interested in songs from early twentieth century American songs, and I've kind of looked into that myself. Um, there were a lot of um, This wasn't what he was exclusively into, but there were a lot of songs about Satan in the early 20th century from America, especially around World War One. I found plenty of them. So people who think that, you know, the the music about Satan comes from, you know, started with heavy metal or rock music. Like, no, it's it's been around. It's been around even before that. (laughs) You know, if you look at uh, Faust and Paganini and stuff. Mm. That's very interesting. And and, then isn't. I was going to say with the religion, obviously you were located in America and that is there, is there, do you know, if, I, I know that uh, I saw from your website that yourselves don't really uh, talk at your numbers and that's completely fine. I'm not going to ask that. Just interested in, do you find like in the UK, for example, are there many uh, Satanists in the UK? Do you find there's many in Europe, like ac- across the world? Is it more centralized in America or? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, since I speak English, I'm inevitably going to be running into most other like English speakers, <laughs> which means I'm going to be running into a disproportionate number of people from the U.S., from U.K., Canada, Australia, and so on. But I've certainly met Satanists from the U.K., um, uh, from Japan, Australia, um, people from all over, really. There's one uh, guy from Ethiopia who I've been talking to for years, who's a big fan of um, my podcast. And um, so we, we talk to each other every now and then. And it's an interesting situation there because he, one time he wrote to me and was saying he was sorry that like he couldn't listen to my pod. I couldn't listen. He couldn't listen to my podcast because there was like a government shutdown of the internet and I wasn't quite sure what he meant. His English wasn't the best, but I looked it up and there basically was um, some kind of mandated government shutdown. This was a couple of years ago in Ethiopia uh, about that. And, and I'm thinking, uh, I think you'll appreciate this uh, as a podcaster yourself. Like, wow, mm. like <laughs> this guy is making like every effort to like, listen to my podcast, despite all of those things he's up against of, you know, having to go to like a library to get internet access and all this stuff. Mm. And I'm thinking I have friends in this country who are still like t- too lazy to listen to my podcast. Like, what is their <laughs> excuse? <laughs> That's like uh, brilliant. And it is, it's quite a weird thing when uh, speaking with individuals like that as well, where it's a lot of people, I, th- I mentioned privilege earlier today, but um, but it's, you know that sort of thing of some people really don't know how good they have it. Like not that people. Oh yeah. Some whenever I say something like that, I don't want people thinking, oh, everyone who living in America in the UK, your life is perfect and you can never complain. It's obviously not that simple, but it is. 
there's some people who like obviously the big one that everyone kind of knows about is like North Korea. It's just like so, things that we take so for granted, just you know Instagram or Facebook or anything. But a lot of people just don't have that. And I imagine you have you if you come to contact with any other individuals who I mean there must be some countries that even to like obviously in in sort of our two respective countries you probably get a couple of shady looks maybe you know your career could be jeopardized in some way but i'm sure there are certain countries which if you announced you're a satanist you'd probably get killed i mean I, oh I yeah yeah there's a lot of islamic countries sharia law and things that i imagine well, i do i, I do know some yeah i i have been contacted by some satanists who are out in uh, some of these um islamic countries where yeah it, it would pretty much be illegal to declare oneself a satanist or you know there would be a if, if the wrong authorities found like a satanic bible in their home that could be a big deal as well that's insane it's it's crazy um, i have interest um earlier to earlier in this conversation you said um obviously you guys wouldn't want everyone to sort of be a satanist in a sense but if by this is just a really random hypothetical question if by like magic you could flick a switch and kind of make everyone get rid of all the pretense of uh, the the negative misconceptions with Satanism. If you could do that, do you think, and everyone just kind of knew about your beliefs, do you think there'd be like a much higher amount of people trying to indoctrinate themselves into it? Uh, I think there would be some more people trying to, um, maybe thinking it was an exciting fit when in the end it might not be. Um, I don't really kid myself into thinking that any kind of negativity against it would go away. Cause I mean, we, we, you know, we are the adversarial religion. We name ourselves after that. And I've met people who even seem to be very level headed, even like atheists who even after you, you, you know, even after I would explain what Satanism is and isn't, they just refuse to accept it. And they seemed compulsively trying to find something wrong with it there must be something you know wrong with it that i can find and will unravel the whole thing hmm. have, have you personally have had anyone like uh, attack you verbally or, or physically or anything like that like anyone like because of the religion or has it just been more of a sort of shady glance sort of thing no I, i've gotten plenty of hate mail i've gotten accusations in person plenty of things like that even some vandalism Oh really? It's uh, certainly not uh, nearly as much as I've because as I've gotten older, I've become a little more wiser of who I choose to come out to and where to display it and stuff. Hmm. That's uh, and out of interest, obviously, not to delve too deep um, into your personal life, but is your family? Do they follow the same sort of uh, religious beliefs as yourself? No, not at all. My parents are kind of like lapsed Catholic. <laughs> um. <laughs> My brother is, I I don't know if he'd identify as a Buddhist, but uh, he seems to certainly take up a lot of Buddhist practices. My, and my brother knows about my, you know, religious affiliation. And I, I find that most people, once you kind of explain what Satanism is and isn't, most reasonable people are sort of like, oh, okay, so it's more like this and this, and you don't actually do that stuff that we see in the horror movies. Oh, okay. Mm. I mean, most people, to, to their credit, are still pretty reasonable like that yeah um i don't know if my parents are aware that i'm a satanist they may be and may not be saying anything 
Um, if they do find out, uh, it's not that I'm sure they'll, they will find out one day. I'm just not looking forward to having to deal with that drama. Mm, yeah. It's like one of those things where it's kind of like, is there going to be any real benefit to them necessarily knowing? Probably not. So we'll just kind of <laughs> keep up the deal. I mean, also I'm, I'm in my early forties and they live like 2000 miles away and I see them only a couple times a year. So it's not like as much of a problem as like some people who may be young and still living with their parents and you know mm. not being able to move out yet and... yeah yeah and, and i'm looking at geographically speaking then in with the church of satan uh in america uh, are there certain states that are uh there's a higher amount of people there are there certain states because I, I recall there being the house that they lived in. I think was it the Black House, something like along those lines. Yeah, that was out in San Francisco. That was the original headquarters. Yes. The current headquarters is in Poughkeepsie, New York. I see. And is there, uh, is is it quite evenly spread across um, across America, to your knowledge, or is it other certain it's, states are more? Yeah, more it, it's it seems to be. It's hard to tell. Um, you know, like I, off the top of my head, uh, you know, I might not know many i was about to say i don't know any satanists in north dakota but then i was like no wait i actually do know a couple (laughs) (laughs) but you know obviously i'm gonna if we wouldn't be surprised to see more satanists out of the closet in uh los angeles versus you know north dakota just because of the population differences Mm. um yeah i I don't know i've seen there, there was somewhere i found it was like pretty surprising um some places you wouldn't expect like some places around the the bible belt there were i there were some a surprising amount not mm-hmm. necessarily more than you'd find um you know up north out west depends on who want, chooses to go make you know outs themselves mm. and so, like i said a lot of satanists just by their nature are just kind of introverted private people mm. Yeah, and especially with... I certainly want to jump on social media and stuff. Yeah, just go on social media and just announce to everyone, especially in certain places where I think uh, Texas, from my knowledge, is quite a heavily religious place. And obviously, some people coming out as an atheist, just that alone has got quite a lot of weight to it in some uh, some communities and some families. So, you know, coming off saying, I'm an atheist and people shunning you for that, compared to you saying you're a Satanist. I mean, that must be a whole load of another kettle of fish, like you're more difficult. Well, there are some Satanists who just will tell people, you know, I'm an atheist, which isn't a lie. I mean, we don't believe in deities, so we are technically atheists. Mm. But, uh, you know, if we have to drop a a label in some conversation just to, you know, shut people up or whatever, some some Satanists may opt to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine so. I, I do know, uh, like one Satanist, for example, though, whose mother is really crazy and it's like a kind of a distant relative at this point but she tells her mother that she's like a uh a born again christian and was saved and all that stuff just to shut her up and so <laughs> they can move on with their day. that sounds like some sort of like an episode of a comedy show or something or a really good movie someone like basically practicing and like a half blind like mum like coming in and it's like uh wearing like a uh the baphomet or something i mean what's that it's, oh it's just a saint christopher don't come too close though it's kind of a, a thing just, just say a little bit back you know i just it's really private to me so um i was gonna say as well obviously um even though you're atheist so the, the beliefs when it comes to a sort of deities and things are um atheist what um life after death for example um is it widespread that 
to be a Satanist, you have to believe in the atheist approach, which is you die, you're gone, that's it. Or is it more down to interpretation? So what's, I wondered if you have different beliefs to what happens when you die and if the church accepts other things. And that's the end of part one. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Um, in part two, the conversation continues regarding, you know, the Church of Satan and a lot of their beliefs and things. Um, the conversation sort of stems to the afterlife and consciousness and myself, Bills, and the Church of Satan, sort of general idea of those things. And we spoke about, spoke about, we speak about the misconceptions regarding Alistair Crowley. Um, we speak about how people really hate being wrong and that links in with sort of people being closed-minded intellectually. And we speak about artificial intelligence. We speak about numerous and the satanic sins and loads of other things so you know be sure to check that out too in the coming weeks um, i've got more episodes ready to go um, i've got a two-parter with beth crane of we fix space junk ready to go um, i've got a chat with heather vickery of the brave files podcast so um, that'll be aired soon um yeah, I've got a few others in the pipeline, uh, as usual. Um, I think I've got two due to be recorded next week as well. Um, so, you know, podcasts are plenty, I guess. And I've been quite busy recently with a variety of different things. So be sure to keep up to track with me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Instagram, I often do little snippets of new episodes that are coming out um, or have just come out. Um, I do movie reviews, series reviews. Um, I just go to some cool places sometimes. Recently, I went down to Wookie Hole, which is loads of cool caves and things. And they had like a like a, a penny arcade with like old school actual pennies in and things from like decades ago. So that was really cool. So my Instagram is generally the best place to check, you know, at genuine underscore chit chat. Um, Twitter is pretty good as well. I post quite a few things on there, including random thoughts, uh, mini movie reviews, and I share a lot of other podcasters sort of contents and things. So be sure to check that out if you want to find more things to look at podcast wise and per usual you can leave a review on itunes or any of those sort of places and sharing on social media and to all your friends is always the best way for this so if you really like the show as i always say you know check through the back catalog i'm sure you'll find another episode that you enjoy and i'm sure you'll find other episodes that other people are interested in you know we've had such a wide range of guests on the show that i'm sure there'll be something that at least each of you can find some sort of enjoyment out of apart from this episode so i'm rambling i'm going on I need to go because I'm already late for my plans today. So I will talk to all you guys another time. I'll talk to you all next week. Next week is another time. I'm going to stop.